0: Welcome back to another edition of the Scorsese Football Podcast. I'm Anthony Maguire and have to start with a wee bit of apology that it's taken us a couple of weeks to get our next episode out. Um, If you're not aware, uh, we're based in Perth, Western Australia and our Premier Mark McGowan uh, stuck us into a a snap lockdown last week. Uh, Richard and I both being health professionals, uh, very, very busy, uh, a lot of panic, panic. Basically, we've had 10, 11 months of normality. So a bit of a shock to the system, but we've, we've managed to come through it with zero cases the past 10 days. We're wearing masks until the weekend. Richard, are you alive? Are you well? Are you, have you survived?
1: Yeah, I've survived. I've just about used up my bog roll, though. So uh, I did. I did have a wee run to the chemist and uh, various outlets, but apparently uh, there was a, there was a kind of serious heads up. It was quite an interesting kind of text discourse, actually, because um, I, I, you and I had this kind of very brief text chat before the announcement was made, and uh, I was sitting having lunch in a very nice restaurant um, on the west coast, and um, you you sent me the texting heads up. And I thought, oh, well, okay, here we go. And then within about 20 minutes, I had about 40 messages on my phone saying, oh, it's all over and buzzing, buzzing, buzzing. And then people were queuing to buy bog roll. What's all that about?
0: I know you think you'd have a wee secret stash um, based on last year's efforts, but uh, old habits die hard, clearly. Um, but thankfully, uh, WA dodged a bullet. And like I said, no no new cases, But just to put it in a bit of perspective, our Premier locked down based on one locally acquired case from a hospital case, um, potentially the the UK virulent strain, um, compare that to the rest of the world where one case wouldn't even register on the Richter style um, and that just shows you sort of like how lucky and how well we've been going this past year. We are very lucky people.
1: So we've had that wee hiatus, that'll have given us loads of time to digest the football and everything else going on round about it. What caught you right?
0: Well, uh, the appointment of Tommy Wright, um, I, I, I must admit I must a wee soft spot for Tommy's interviews he's always pretty uh, energetic after the post-match and uh, Uh, He's just signed as the new Comanic manager, um, badly needed because the Andrew uh, Millen had been in for the last couple of games and they looked quite wayward. Uh, Tilley now on a run of five game five game losing streak, uh, conceding about two and a half goals per game in that period. 4.5. Was it was it
1: Andy, was it Andy Millen or James Fowler that was actually oh, manager top I, person?
0: I, I I had down Andrew Millen, but I, I may, maybe, maybe a little bit of co-sharing responsibility there. But um, re- regardless, they didn't look quite rudderless. Celtic scalped them four 0 and that's saying something. Um, uh, they haven't done that very often this season, uh, and then they lost on the weekend as well. So losing the bit two and a, half goals a game. They're four points off bottom. Aties with a game in hand over them. They have a massive game tonight against Motherwell at home, um, and Tommy has a living games to get them out of the the proverbial crapper.
1: Um, Do I have to say that he's I mean, worked with St Johnston with very little resources for a long time? And and Kelly um, overachieving, you would argue um, at, at the time that Steve was the boss, uh, Steve of the Scotland who's taken us to finals. We'll talk about that later, but. Absolutely amazing that there's so much change at the bottom of the table. Muller were looking a lot better, a lot more confident. Gave Celtic a bit of a run for their money at the weekend, uh, and and got a win behind their belt. And Hamilton he's also drawing against Rangers. It's going to be quite a competitive bottom. However, Ross County winning the six-pointer at Douglas Park.
0: Yeah, look. I mean, just to finish up on Tommy, like he's not got a transfer window to turn this around. He's got a living days left. It's just going to be his sheer will willpower to try and pick the players he thinks are going to perform for him, and basically do a bit of man management, a bit of psychology, and hopefully for chilly fans, get them over the line and keep them out of those bottom two spots. They've got the players to do it. Um, they've lost a- a- Aiden Brophy in the in the, the window, but they should have enough there. Provided that they can just turn the slump around, so it'll be interesting to see. But like you say, there's been a lot of um, a lot of movement um, around that that bottom that bottom bit of the table.
1: Absolutely. Who do you think will be the key people for Kelly uh, You know, if they're going to make it back. Well,
0: I think you know they've they've based that team around Dicker and Power, um, and I think they've just sort of maybe dropped off a wee bit. Maybe a little bit of the Scott Brown syndrome, where they've just they've, you've relied on them every week, week in, week out season after season and maybe now you know they've had a bit of a you know a dip in form but you know they're getting older they're not any younger Chris burke has been in and out it's just you know when you've got players of that age uh, you just find sometimes that you know it you just lose that half a yard of pace i mean scott Brown's yeah. a perfect example i'm not trying sort of, to drag Celtic into this but it's just the example of that you know you rely on someone and it's all of, all of a sudden or it's just you know it's just, it's just not there anymore so if they can just like i say they can just consolidate and just stop conceding goals and at least tighten it up a bit then you know hopefully then they can you know pinch a few results and like you say just keep their head above water but we will
1: we will see so much football in the last couple of weeks. I think that the, um, the, the Saints, for me, have caught the eye. Both sides. I mean, obviously, uh, Saint Martin beating Celtic at uh, Celtic Park. That's the first time they've beaten Celtic at Celtic Park for very, very long time. Um, Saint um, November nineteen seventy two was the f- was the last time that they'd hold back a two goal deficit against any team, um, and I think that was the kind of the catalyst, if you like. Um, for, for Achilles, managing the change for Alex Dyer uh, going on to win 3-2. St. Johnson winning quite a lot of games and ending Levy's beating run.
0: Yeah, I know. That was that was probably on one hand a wee bit unexpected but they, um, they scored early and then just basically never looked back and I think they actually had a penalty as well to make it 3-0. Uh, Stevie May uh, being denied. Stevie. um Stevie. I know, and then um, so yeah, so it's a we that was a wee prelude to the um, League Cup final, which will be taking place in the not so distant future. Um, but yeah, I mean, of
1: all the teams, mind was, games, I'm, mind games, well, there's that,
0: but of all the teams to like end Livy's run, like you wouldn't exactly put St. John'son the top of the list, you know. But True. these things happen. Um, but but you know, so it's um, it just makes for. It just makes it interesting. It just congests the middle of the table. So you've got your Livingston's and your St. Martins and your St. Johnsons, all in that sort of, and Dundee United are slipping a United wee bit, in that in that in that sort of middle middle zone. Um, you've got change. You know, United have slipped
1: back, but the, the, a really nice one against Ross County. And, and Shankland has has not moved in the the transfer window, which is a massive relief uh, of sorts because he just started scoring again as we commented just at the start of the transfer window. So I hope that's not the end of his scoring. But um, you know that was that was. Uh, a, a decent two ground out against a much improved Ross County.
0: Well, I think with with respect to Lawrence Shanklin, he's not really had the form to warrant a, a like a big a team coming in for him. You know what I mean? Like he's been injured, so I will give him that. Like you know, but he's he's sort of slowly come back from injury and slowly starting to contribute with the goals. And obviously he got he got 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 some got some service and got some goals on the, the weekend, but. Um, you know, you, you, if you're going to have that big money move, then you, you have to be sure that you can do it in the top league. And this season's been a very stop start for him. So I think if he gets that run of form coming into the end of the season and he sort of picks up the goals and he gets that sort of 15, 20 goal mark, um, I think, you know, I have no doubt that a championship team in England will, will come knocking and and, and and put some money pressure onto the United, who... You know, have got their money woes, and I've and obviously asked players to take wage cuts and things like that. Oh, so I've um, got a
1: whole dossier on that for later on. <laughs> um, speaking of big money moves, Sam Cosgrove bought for 30 grand by Aberdeen and sold for 2 million. The transfer window uh, done and dusted. Any particular things that caught your eye?
0: Well, I, I want to have a wee bit of a chat about Aberdeen because um, a lot of criticism of Derek McInnes at the moment. At Aberdeen, they are on the second joint second-worst form lines of the last six matches with only five points in their last six games and only two wins in their last 10 games. They got beat by Hibs on the weekend 2-0. So that opens up that 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 thing between uh, who's going finish, to finish third. Aberdeen still have a game in hand over Hibs, but Hib, Hibs have sort of moved into that third spot. The fans are getting restless. They are, they've had a manager that they've had for seven or eight seasons who's brought them consistent second, third place finishes. Um, and then, apart from the League Cup in 2013 14, uh, incidentally, via apparently shootout with Inverness Cali Thistle, could you tell me who the Thistle boss was at the time for, the, for that win? John Robertson. John Hughes. Oh, who's now back? Who's obviously now back in the uh, the Premiership himself with Ross Tony. Um, so there's a lack of, been a lack of silverware in he, in his tenure. Uh, the other major criticism that that fans really get upset about is the style of play of Aberdeen. So that it's very, at the moment, it's very, it's hard to watch. It's very, very uh, negative, and 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 some would describe it as being turgid. Um And it's been like that maybe now for the last couple of seasons, but. The flip side to that is that you've had a relative period of, of relative stability and success because, you know, you go back before Derek came on board, you had like the Mark McGee's and I think it was one season Aberdeen stayed up only because the team who was meant to be coming up didn't have the, the pitch to stand or to come up. So that's what stopped them from being relegated. So you've got to be careful for what you wish for because, you know, as much as sometimes the football is not very pleasing on the eye, um, you know, it's it's sub it's... Yeah, you know is it substance over style, really. Now, to finish up my point, um the other sort of constant that Derek's had to deal with is the fact that every twelve to eighteen months, his best couple of players get sold, maybe to Celtic, maybe to Rangers, maybe to a team in the championship, and he's got to keep reinventing the wheel. Like he has to keep coming up with finding these gems that, like you say, like they're paying three hundred thousand for like a. A uh, Sam Cosgrove, and then, like you say, polishing it, getting a couple of seasons out of them, and then, like, you know, selling them on. Scott McKenna, uh, Graham Shinney, Kenny McLean, Adam Rooney, Ryan Jack. Um, the list goes on. So, you know, he's had to keep replacing these players, and he's brought in Fraser Hornby, Callum Hendry, and Florian Cambery in the last day of the window so
1: florian Camberi. well mm.
0: so you yeah, know, and then on top of that you've got tom english doing a hatchet job on him on the bbc website this week you know just basically saying this is the most dangerous time for him as being a manager at aberdeen you've had a lukewarm club statement come out supporting him sort of um so who, who's speaking out about him in the first place where where's this where's this negativity coming from is it coming from the players is it coming from the boards like as much as, you know, Derek, because he's, he's Rangers through and through, you know, I, I don't always agree with everything he oh, says. Oh, that's whatever. harsh.
1: Oh, I think that's really harsh. I think that, no, listen, I think that, that he had the opportunity to go back to Rangers mm-hmm. as head coach before Gerard was appointed mm-hmm. and he turned it down. And, and for all that he's a Rangers, well, you can yes. assume... Yes. Like from the the, the player and, and what he said himself. Like he's a professional and he's done a really good job at Aberdeen, by and large. Like they've 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 done their more than their fair share of cup finals. They've had second place finishes, second place finishes, they had second place finishes when Rangers were back in the league. And then there were a couple of fourths which have been a wee bit indifferent. But by and large, he's bought very, very well and they have what you would purport to be kind of multi-millionaire owners and and people who had like significant resources who decided not to invest that money in the club to any significant scale, and there is a big latent support in Aberdeen. Um, you know the, the the joke about Bernie Sanders. Uh, you know the meme of him sitting in one of the front stands at Aberdeen, like he's one of the guys like sucking on his on his pan drop whilst moaning about the fact that Aberdeen are getting beat one nothing at home by. Rangers or Celtic or whatever. I'm wondering why that happens. You know th- th- that's kind of part of the context of that whole narrative of Aberdeen. But they were so and can be so competitive. They've got a huge latent support. I just kind of think it's a money thing.
0: Yeah, look, I I, I, I I'm not gonna disagree with you. I, I I feel quite sorry for them. Like, that's what, that was the point I was trying to make. As much as I, you know, I don't necessarily like. Align with everything that he says, I still think that he's been a bit hard done by. I think he's done a done a really remarkable job and he probably had the option to go, I think um, South ooh, Sunderland were calling for him a couple of seasons ago. He didn't go. He showed loyalty. Why is
1: oh, that? As you know, well, even if he got the Sunderland job, he'd be there for about a fortnight. Well, that's true.
0: <laughs> and, then, and then he turned down the Rangers job. So he has shown loyalty to, to Aberdeen. So um, I, I think, I, I suspect there'll be a partner ways in the summer. I think he'll see out the season um, whether they finish third or fourth, I'm not too sure yet. But um, I, I just think that he'll um, yeah. Yeah. Th- th- there'll be a, there'll be a, there'll be a change in you know, the guards. Um,
1: well, Scott Wright, I think, was the biggest loss in that transfer window for them. Yeah. Florian Camberry, what do we make of um, Herr Florian, who's come back from Saint Gallen? Well, are you uh, clearly uh, doing well over there to be back on loan in Aberdeen.
0: Well, well this, this is uh, I think he's he's got a wee bit of a strelus or an, an attitude problem, but the guy knows where the goals are. So I mean, at the end of the day he's banging the goals in, then you, you put out with his, with his attitudes and, and, and whatever else. And you, right. if, you, know, you, you at the end you, you take the results. So um we'll, we'll see. But like I said, he did bring, he did, and Fraser Hornby's not a bad player as well. And he was unlucky not to score on the weekend against Hibbs. He's he, he headed yeah. the ball and the it headed, hit the bar. So, you know, so he's, he's not a bad player as well. And one, one that Scotland are sort of looking for for the future. But, yeah. um,
1: Yep. Well done to Olivia Cham who uh, managed to get his way back to Marseille one of the restless natives at Celtic Park uh, where we talked about on this podcast several times about the uh, Les, les Francais Parkhead uh, Chris Julian probably the only one to come out with any stars there, Edward, engineering moved move for a while in Cham uh, the Huggy Bear lookalike is at Marseille and no longer in the door than André Villas-Boas. Uh now it has to be said Marseille weren't they going that well? And I know it's not really Scottish football, but it's the first time I've heard of a manager of a club spitting the dummy about a player coming in and then basically being told by the club, right, see you later.
0: Well, if the Celtic fans had it their way, it's just the wrong manager. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's quite, remar- <laughs> it's quite remarkable. That he, I feel a wee bit sorry for Olivier because um, he's been used as a wee bit of a scapegoat, a wee bit of a chess piece for, um, for Andre to... Uh, to call it so basically, say that you know his, his position's untenable and, and all the rest of it, and has uh, since left the club. So, you know, what is that? What, what, what happens there? I'm not quite sure, but uh, you know, clearly, um, Cham wasn't making the squad for Celtic from for game day for quite some time, so definitely not surprised that a loan deal with us, a, a, a move to permanently sign at the end of the season, is uh,
1: is in place. Back to the league. So, if we stopped it this week, and remember that um, you know, lower league places are lower league. Um, games are still not going to be able to take place which leaves the Scottish Cup um, frozen with some second round games still to be played and the third round actually nowhere near completion. Uh, Rangers will be the champions. They're on 76 points having played 28 games. Celtic in second 55 having played 26. Hibs are now up into third having beaten Aberdeen. They're on 45. Aberdeen with a game in hand below them on 44. Mid table Livingston, St Mirren, Dundee Knights and Johnson all separated by 9 points Livingston looking pretty good for the top 6 um, but that game, uh, the the sixth place is still up for grabs, and the bottom teams are separated by five points. Kilmarnock, Ross County, and Hamilton Aikies at the bottom on twenty. Hamilton, I reckon, will still escape. Now, the other thing that kind of caught my eye in the past couple of weeks was was uh, some of the off the ball stuff. So a Yeti, uh. uh uh K-mar roof yes um you know I, so so i didn't see the came roof and i saw the yeti i thought that was a fair do actually i thought i did not think that was simulation it was contact in the box and it looked like momentum well
0: i would say there's a couple of issues here so one is obviously the decision that was made at the time for for those incidents so um Seltier awarded a penalty for Yeti's, um, Yeah, the contact that was made, there was contact. um, So it has since gone to, uh, it's been reviewed by a tribunal and they've said no no case to answer because I think it's one of those ones where, yes, there was contact. Was there enough contact for him to fall the way he did? You can argue either way, and then that's where you're in that shade of grey where you're not going to overturn the referee's decision and say no, that's that's wrong, and it should be punished for for retrospective action for simulation. So, I'm surprised that one even got referred to the panel in the first place. The TMR roof one, um, I totally understand why that was referred to the panel, and uh, that should have been a red card. Um, that that was a that was a leg breaking uh, challenge Um, you know had Neil McCann going oh he didn't mean it and there was no intent it's like I'm sorry Neil it's not about intent it's just about how he's gone in for the ball and he's gone in there and
1: closely endangering an opponent correct and say. uh
0: and the right decision there would have been it would have been a red card he thought he was getting sent off Timar's reaction was he slapped the ground he he was expecting a red card and then he got a yellow and i he, he just thought thank thank my stars thank my lucky days that, that, that that's what happened there it got referred and then rangers have appealed it which i'm amazed because you know i i just that's a it's a red card all day long i don't, I don't know what uh um Andrew Dallas, not Andrew Dallas. His this his son. Oh, they're the Dallas person. No, sorry, so Hughes his dad. But no, it was Andrew? So yeah, yeah so Andrew. Yeah, it was Andrew? Yeah, yes. it was Andrew. So Andrew was refereeing, and, and and he was right in front of it. So how he didn't see that was a red
1: card, I do not know. But anyway, that's a wee bit weird, though, eh? Don't you think? Like like, Dad, what do you do? I'm a referee. <laughs> <laughs> so so, but come on, son, I'll, I'll take you along. And I'll show you how it goes. It's not
0: exactly and, the profession that I would uh, I would get my son into. Uh, somehow I don't. I, yeah, it's not, I, think, I, choose, so, I choose I choose some c- I choose my line of career. But anyway,
1: come on, come on, son,
0: listen to what the guys around
1: the touchline are shouting. At. me
0: (laughs) yes i want a bit of that dad i want a bit of that (laughs) um and another one was um cole against uh odson edward he sort of like kicked him in the chest yes
1: and that never and that
0: never made it for uh, uh, a look by the tribunal so it just is a bit inconsistent and this is the issue is like people say well why do we have it because you know like some of these things get referred and other things don't and and all the rest of it and it's like yeah I, I can see you can easily see why people get annoyed because some of them are like you think wow that that should have been a red card and the referee didn't see it and like, surely that just reviewed but then you know and then I, I was under the impression as well that if the referee saw it and deemed it to be a yellow card then it couldn't then go it's to the annoyed. compliance officer because it's a, you're effectively re-referring a decision um but then the team roof one went there anyway so i'm, I'm a bit I'm a bit perplexed by the whole thing to be perfectly honest but I think in the end the right decisions I think have come out because I think you know simulation for me is if you haven't been touched and you go down like you've been shot that's simulation if somebody touches your leg I'm not saying you have the right to go down but you can you know it's one of those ones where it's the unwritten rule of football somebody touches you then well you're in the box and it's you know you can use that to your your, your advantage or whatever you want to call it so Cheating. Um, as long as you don't want to do a Neymar. It's called cheating. We don't want to do a Neymar. Yeah, that's right.
1: But, yeah, but. Well, that's right. Well, I was going to say the way. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you so much for bringing him back in. Like <laughs> Neymar, the man who can trip over fairy dust from a distant galaxy. Uh, he is the man. It was David Monroe that was refereeing that game, Rangers St. Johnson. Uh, I thought, was it not? No, no. Uh, the, uh, I thought. it, was right, anyway, it I doesn't mean, matter. I won't argue. Well, to well, the you. other we'll, we'll sort we'll, out next nah, week. That's okay. Well, well, well the
0: other the other referee and thing I wanted to just bring up just quickly was Davin Davin Duncan was the, meant to be the referee for the championship match between alouette and Queen of the South on the weekend. Okay. The game was delayed forty five minutes because he told uh, the, the reporters and the match officials were told not match officials, but the media were told that he wasn't feeling well and he had to be replaced. Turns out he hadn't done his COVID test as per guidelines. So the the unlucky for Gavin was the fact that his boss was sitting in the stands meant to be assessing him that day. Uh, So he's now missed out on this week's fixture that he was meant to be refereeing. But uh, it'll be interesting if there's any further punishment given how tough the SPFL has been on clubs for making mistakes so it's um, well, what
1: you mean like people going to dubai on their holidays and stuff like that well, uh, but <laughs> no, no
0: being two meters apart from everybody but yeah well yeah, yeah, yeah you can argue yeah. that and it is interesting that the scottish government has tightened rules on uh, sports camps and the only overseas camps that will be allowed for scottish uh, based teams and athletes will be for the uh, olympic games so there you go so they've, they've tightened that I,
1: up I understand apparently that uh, that Scotland are going to go, be allowed to go to Paris to play their Six Nations game against um, France. I have no idea what connection that has to do with them beating England at Twickenham at the weekend, but uh, congratulations to the Scottish rugby team. Well, let's just, hope they, let's,
0: let's just hope they take the knee this week. Um, but anyway, that's... We will I'm not going to go any further into it. A debate I debate for
1: another day. I just
0: thought
1: it was. Day. I thought it was performed um, anyway. Carry, so move on. <laughs> uh, next week. That's right, so so next week we've got. Uh, well, the games. The game starts tonight. Actually, yes. but again. Uh, so um, so we're going to we're going to dub this plate because we've done so well in recent times. We're going to dub this segment. Shite tips because our tips have been shite yes so um, um, taking in this evening's fixtures we've got Kamarnet against my little new boss
0: before you go there how did we yes. know, how did we do? last time we
1: tipped one? Oh, okay it was two each right yeah it was two each so, <laughs> out I, I, out so of so, so so, so, that means, so, so out of out of out of the out of the six fixtures that we actually tipped it was two each um, and then I just ignored the other ones because you won. So right, that's I'll, half I'll, a pint each. I'll
0: buy, you, I'll buy you a pint. You buy me a pint. All right. Anyway, Fair enough. All right. Moving on. All right. So Command at Motherwell, a uh, massive, massive game. Uh, Tommy Wright just in the door. Uh, Graham Alexander got Motherwell actually playing, playing quite well. Like you said, they had Celtic um, on the ropes for that last sort of 15, 20 minutes after they scored. Could maybe a pinch an the equaliser. Um Oh, is it has this game come a wee bit too early for Tommy Wright? Um, I think so.
1: Yeah. I think it's a Motherwell win. Yeah. Uh, even though it's a plastic pitch, yeah. um, and the guy's looking to impress, but I think still Motherwell are, are just a bit more solid. And and they're actually I think they've got better players than Kelly.
0: Yeah, I mean Alan Campbell scored against Celtic it was a, 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 a we have a deflection, but it was it sort of chip stop Bain. And uh yeah, if he's back on the store sheet really he's the one that will make Motherwell tick. You've talked. Do you me think
1: into, Fraser Foster would have conceded that goal? Actually, just I think somebody,
0: somebody taller would probably have done better. I think he was done for height a wee bit. Uh, I, I think. I think if, if somebody was a bit a foot taller, um, it probably would have probably would have saved it. Right, you've talked. You've talked me into it, Richard. I'm ready for two-one, mother. Well, there we go,
1: Levy Hamilton.
0: Ah, uh, well, it's been it's been snowed off, so um, I don't know ah. when that's going to be replayed. So I think we'll just we'll we'll put that one on on ice. Uh, Uh, Hey, 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 hey. it's
1: always hard when you're doing 23 degrees. (laughs) Uh, St. Myrna against Celtic tonight. Tonight.
0: Well, this is the return
1: um, game. This is live on BN Sports in Australia, actually. So if you're on the East Coast, it's on at 7am. We should probably publish just before then. Um, But in the West, 4am, we probably won't publish before then.
0: No. And uh, I admittedly switched off the last time these two played each other because I got to the 60 minute mark and just had had enough. Um, but Celtic on the bounds, St Martin playing well I'm going to say 2-1 Celtic
1: I'm going to go for a draw 1-1, I think St are going very well I think Jim Gordon's got them sorted, I think Celtic have chucked it and unless uh, odds on Ed Ward is in there and James Forrest makes a miraculous recovery from injury to fire up that midfield it's all over for Celtic this season all oh, right, no,
0: it's 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 all over. It's just it's just I still think they'll but yeah, but anyway. I'm not I'm not saying that there's, there's still something to play for, but I think the pressure's off. I think that's the that's the issue, is that yeah you've got that and I think Eddie's probably been told that if he wants his move at the end of the season he's gonna to have to show a bit of that form. So I expect him to be a regular on the store sheet between now and then. Fair
1: assessment actually. On Saturday, uh, St Myrne travelled to Pitodry. weather allowing. It looked a wee bit kind of murky in Glasgow overnight. I have seen videos on YouTube of um, cars. In fact, a really very nice brand new Tesla going down a a, a very shallow incline, may I say, in the centre of Glasgow and crashing into traffic down below because it was very snowy. But weather allowing, Aberdeen against St Myrne. I'm going to go a draw. And I'm going to go away win for the first time for at Aberdeen for a while. I think they're going to they're going to create records in this second part of the season. They have got a very big sniff of that top six. Sorry, that was their ambition. Uh,
0: after I was yes. just defending Derek for about ten minutes, we have just we've both tipped against him, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. That's how these tips grow, they are. Shite. Tip. Um, all right, Dundee, Livingston. United
1: against Livingston. Yeah. yeah, I think United always tip United. Always.
0: Um, I'm Radio Livingston back to winning ways. So is it Oh, that's not the reverse fixture. Sorry, not ignore me. Uh, I'll go Livingston. So yeah, that will be the one that splits us, I think, right where. Jolly good. Yep. Uh,
1: Motherwell against Hamilton. The uh, which derby is that one again? That's the A seven two five derby. Thank you. Yeah, I'll um, I'll take Motherwell at home. And I will too. I think Hamilton are in terrible trouble this season. Uh, I think really only will be saved if there's a, a Ross County implosion or COVID outbreak. But not that. I would wish that on anyone. But you know, I. Um, Rangers against Kilmarnock. Uh
0: oh, he can't look past the five no five no Rangers. That's awful. But I, I think I think Rangers will win comfortably. Um, I, I just can't. I can't see because the problem. The problem Tommy Wright's got as well is he's playing tonight and then he's got this game on Saturday. He's basically got no time to actually work on anything. Like you have a recovery session and then it's pretty much game day. So no, he's uh, they there 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 in. There and bother so that basically, I, I yeah, I, I think it will be, um, it'll be Rangers by uh, at least a few goals.
1: I have to agree with you, Ross County against Hibbs. Mm, this is interesting. Well, this
0: is interesting because, um, it was Ross County came and sm- smashed Hibbs 2 0 at home, wasn't it, a few a few weeks ago? Yep. Um, yep. so, so yeah, so Hibbs have obviously a bit of payback, um. Will Ross County sort of, will the the formula work again?
1: I actually fancy them for this one. I just think Hibs have been consistently inconsistent. And although they're in that kind of second place, as we said, Aberdeen, game in hand, only a point behind. I actually think this is one of those real banana skins for Hibs. Uh, and, And, you know, you've seen it again and again and again. They haven't lost anyone over the transfer window. Great for them. But I actually really fancy Ross County to give them a bit of a doing here. I think this is one that John Hughes is going to be really passionate about.
0: I'll um I'll take a
1: story and draw. Oh God. Honestly, you're just such a sitting in the fence kind of. A, anyway, uh, St. Johnson against Celtic are playing on Sunday, the fourteenth Valentine's Day, such love with the Saints.
0: Well, I think Celtics uh sorry, um, McDermott Park is quite a happy hunting ground for Celtic. I think their record there is like an average of like three goals every time they go up there for the last 10 years or whatever. So I think Celtic will go and do the business, I think.
1: Yeah, he's got a 2-0. That's live on the telly again, being sports. Uh, it's going to be in WA or around about 7 o'clock on Sunday evening and in Sydney, Melbourne and other parts of the East Coast around about 10 o'clock. Brilliant. Well, it's been great fun, like kind of summing it all up because I think there was just so much, and has been so much going on. What are your final thoughts of the week?
0: Well, cautionary tale for football clubs who get your who do your comment, who does your commentary for you in your in-house broadcasts after two incidents in the past fortnight. So we've got Irvin Welsh, famous author of Trainspot and Lifelong Hibby. Uh, he was in hot water for comments that he made during the Hibs 1-0 loss to Rangers when he said that Alfredo Morelos should be macheted into small pieces and consumed Sorry. by seagulls uh, when Morales clashed with Ryan Portis in the first half. His defense, he was using an extreme metaphor, and he had equally, he'd been equally scathing of Hibs' performances in January by saying that they were as appetizing as the contents of Dennis Nielsen's fridge. Um, Serial killer it's a series called Dez on Stan. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's uh David Tennant, very creepy, well worth a watch. Um, and then the second incident, uh, actor director Bobby Bullock uh was doing some commentary for, for Hamilton Ackies. Um, he was in the shit literally uh, with uh, his half-time jobby comment, not sitting well with the Hamilton board who insisted that he will never commentate again. Jobby day, as it's now affectionately referred to, has uh, uh, referred to as, has led to the uh, a petition uh, for Bobby to get his job back. But much like his half time turd, the Atties shall not be moved.
1: Oh, what a lot of shite, anyway. Um, but, but I'm on a much more positive and upbeat note, would like to uh, commend the team behind the headline, Super Kelly. Go ballistic, Celtic, Aratrosis, um, Inverness, Caledonian Thistle, and their virtual tickets for the Hearts game, which is at the end of February. You can still get the tickets, guys. It's on the 26th of February. Buy them online, supporting a Scottish club. They have sold 7,820 virtual tickets for the Hearts visit, and and part of that comes from. At the time when Hearts were really struggling and they were playing against Inverness, Inverness said that they would donate £5 for every ticket sold to the Hearts Supporters Trust in a way to help them rebuild their club. So Hearts repaying the compliment with some of their fans buying the virtual tickets. So good on them, uh, good on Inverness, good on Scottish football. Anthony, I joy talking to you. Let's have a blather again in a week or so.
0: Yes, we'll be back again next week with another edition of the Strozzi Football Podcast. Good night.